There's so many amazing things about Jesus in these final hours. You know he knows full well everything he's going to go through and what he's saying. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He is worried about their distress, not about his own distress. You wouldn't be facing the cross and be worried about their being troubled. Jesus shows such unselfish love and such deep concern for the situation of his disciples. That's really remarkable. He is concerned with their distress. And, and he knows this is going to be really hard for them. He says, believe in God, believe also in me. It's difficult to know how to translate those as imperatives or indicatives. Maybe it would be better to say, you believe in God, you believe in God, believe also in me. That may be better, but at any rate, that's going to be the hard thing. To trust Jesus when they see him betrayed, denied, abandoned, and crucified. But that's what they need to do. Trust him, and that will console their troubled hearts. There is a reason why he's leaving. Why is he leaving? To prepare a place. Now, what does all that mean? You know, is Jesus going to heaven to build something? Or to clean it out and, and get it spruced up? Or what? Micah. Would it be that there would be no dwelling place for them if it had not been for him dying on the cross? Yes. Jesus, through his death and resurrection is making it possible for us to dwell with him eternally. If he didn't die, what would be the problem with dwelling with him? Would there just not be enough accommodations up there? No way to get there because our sins would keep us out. The point of this has nothing to do with arranging for things to be ready in heaven like as if you know there was some state of unpreparedness up there to receive so many guests and he's got to go up there to do that it's forgiving our sins providing the atonement so we can be pure, purged and purified of our sins and able to be with him Caleb. Um, there's a quote I found that I really like that says uh, only Jesus can build a bridge to heaven which is to people who have yeah, that's a very good quote. I like that too. Only Jesus could build a bridge to heaven with just two pieces of wood. So that's, that's good. And that's exactly what he does because he takes away the barrier. Takes away the sin. So Jesus going away is really helpful to them. By going away, he makes it possible for us to be with him forever. Now he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus does not bribe people with false hopes. If it weren't so, 
He would have told them. Now, you know there are people like that. They're salesmen. That they'll, they won't tell you the truth. They won't tell you the whole picture. Jesus would. Jesus would never try to get you to think it would be better than what it would be or anything like that. You know, and he wouldn't have waited until the last minute to pull the rug out from under you. Suddenly, oh, now wait a minute. Sorry to tell you this at this late date, but this isn't going to work out. No, if, if it hadn't been going to work out, he would have told them from the beginning. They could trust Jesus. And so he says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Which is exactly what we want. What are you most looking forward to about heaven? Being with God. Absolutely. Being with God. I remember years ago, many people have used this illustration, but, but I thought about it more when I was translating for Mark Reeves in Brazil a number of years ago, and he was talking about a, uh, a bride, or prospective bride, that uh, her wedding was coming up, and she was telling everybody all of her excitement about the new house she was going to enter, and all about the furniture she was buying, and all that kind of stuff. That's all she could talk about. What would you think about that? Dumper. <laughs> Dumper, yeah. <laughs> wow! I wouldn't want to marry a woman like that. She thinks more about the place we're going to live than she does about living with me. It's just amazing, even the songs we sing, that seem to almost over-literalize some that are and some that aren't pictures of heaven. The point of being in heaven has nothing to do with mansions. In fact, the word mansions in the King James here is because in the old uh, English, mansions just mean a place to live. Don't think that Jesus is going to prepare some palace for you to live in. I don't know what the living quarters are going to be like or even if there are such a thing up there. It doesn't matter. Being with the Lord is what matters. That's what's exciting. He didn't say this before his ascension. He didn't say, I'm going to heaven to prepare a place for you. He's saying, I'm going to the cross to prepare a place for you. I think that's important to realize that where he's going, when he's going to be separated from his disciples, isn't when he's ascending into heaven. It's right then and there. Yes, good point. He is going to leave in both senses yes. ultimately. But even all of that involves them being able to be with him. He leaves so they can be with him. <laughs> See, that, that's, that's what's kind of disconcerting about this. You know, but, but that's really the truth. If he not left, they couldn't be with him forever. Because the sin would have been the barrier. So he has to leave both in the sense of the death and resurrection and even in the sense of the ascension to present his offering before God and to rule and reign as king. Both of those leavings have the purpose of being able to be with him forever. So that's really the joy and blessing of heaven. It has nothing to do with streets of gold or pearly gates or thinking that, you know, I bet the fishing's really good up there or whatever. All of that is so carnal and crass that it's just disgusting to even imagine. We don't care about any of those things if we're with the Lord. I know, for example... That, and this is a very imperfect illustration, but when I'm gone to Brazil, 
there are some things about life in Brazil that are not as pleasant as life in the U.S. You know, they at best have heated shower heads. They don't have hot water heaters. In some places, they don't have heated shower heads, and it's cold showers. And it's rice and beans pretty much every meal. And it's riding on buses almost everywhere. And, you know, it's sleeping on uh, thin mattresses with no box springs or sometimes on the floor. And so, but, you know, when I think about, man, I, I can't wait to come back home. I don't think, man, I can't wait for hot showers and I can't wait for a variety of food and I can't wait to, for a bed. I think I want to be with the people I miss here. I mean, people mean so much more than accommodations. And if they don't, what a shallow life we lead. And so he's saying, this will be good. I'm leaving, but it's a blessing to you. He says, you know the way where I'm going. And Thomas said, we don't even know where you're going. How would we know the way? You know the pessimist here. You know, but, but they all, they don't know. And Thomas is looking for a map and some directions. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That is a classic summary of salvation. I am the way to be with the Father. And there's no other way to be with the Father except through Jesus. That is the exclusive nature of Christianity. We are in a world that does not believe that. They do not believe that the only way to God is through Jesus. It may be for people in the U.S., but for people in other countries it may be Buddha, or it may be Allah, or whatever. No, that is not true. If, if Jesus is true, there is no other way to God but through Him. Amen. And he is the one who reveals the Father in his own person. Comments and questions? Travis. Um, to go back to his example, through all of this iniquity and these things that he's going through and how calm he is, just goes to show that in our lives, we get so worked up about little things. And he gets calm. And he's probably joyous of this occasion because he understands what it means for the people he loves. Mm -hmm. And we get so worked up about the things that we lose in our lives that we need to understand that the Lord is going to give us things and the Lord is going to take them away. And we have no control over that and we can do nothing against that. We get so upset about losing them because we were so excited about having them when and, they really shouldn't have meant anything to us. And truly, everything that we have is the Lord's. It is not ours. And we just really, really need to humble ourselves when looking at Jesus because He, as you were saying, He is the only way to the Father. Amen. My, my dad told me this example. It's really a good example. Like, if we don't like praising God here, what do you think is then? What do you think eternal tea is going to be like? A casino or um, a gambling area? No, it's going to be praising God. If we don't like praising God here. You wouldn't be excited about being with the Lord if you didn't love the Lord here. Yeah. Wes. Um, I heard Les one time about the, the word prepared place, how it's not a mansion. He kind of described it as a place where we belong. I thought that was interesting. But, you know, it's a place where we do belong and we belong to God. That's what we all want. Is a place to belong. Amen. Ben. 
not coming a little more about you and people of other faiths that say, oh, well, you know, it's not Jesus, it's your way to God, but I'm going to find another way to God. What should, how should we approach this as far as proving definitively knowing that Jesus is the only way? Well, in a nutshell, what I read one time. Buddha's tomb occupied, Confucius' tomb occupied, Muhammad's tomb occupied, Jesus' tomb empty. Jesus is different. Now we may have to study some in what they believe and show the fallacies of that. But ultimately no one else has the credentials Jesus has. Other thoughts? Yes. Sure, good point, great. Yeah, I think what we see here is very similar to what he said back in John 12, 26. Uh, he says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servants will be also. Um, you know, and, and really, uh, in following him, uh, basically in that verse, he's saying also, I'm the way. Uh, you know, and then uh, also in this passage in 14, we see the same language. We're talking about that they will be with me also. Good point. Logan? When Thomas asked this question, was he asked to see it with the understanding of these spiritual I think so. Yeah, I think so. J.D.? Uh, I don't remember the verse that they talked about, bear witness for yourself, and John looked at, but I mean, Muhammad bears witness for himself, and the future person of himself. It's the Lord who bears witness for the Father. Uh, Good point. Any other comments? All right, why don't we take about a 10 or 12 minute break and we'll come back for our last uh, session.